<laughs> so, you know, those are just a, a little, a few of the things one's confronted with. Mm. Uh, not too many. Huh? Have you, since hearing the narration or knowing a bit more about the narration of your books, has it made you think about some of your voices for your characters or where you're setting them? I don't know. I think Sean's very well suited because the main character in my first set of books is Scottish and you did a very good Scottish accent for uh-huh. him. I am Irish, but... Uh... <laughs> but you give him a good deep burr. Yes. It works very well for him. Yeah. Um, Doug. Yeah, and I think... Uh, you know, I haven't actually listened to the narration of the new book, but I imagine there's a big guy called Eric who probably gets quite a good voice. Mm. And... Um, I just think Sean's well suited to the sort of people that write. I don't know quite how you're going to deal with the legions of women who are all good-looking. My editor was complaining last night that... Um, <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, less attractive about being people. empowered, you know. They can, uh, they can take on armies and uh, wild animals and mash them. So I'm halfway there on the feminist agenda, but I need <laughs> yes, to bring quite, less attractive, um, but, uh, apparently. Uh, who else is there? Oh, Keefe. I'm very fond of Keefe. He wasn't big and heavy and all the rest of it, but he's, he's quite a character. He's a great character. Good. Right. How easy is it narrating women's voices? Uh, well, I or mean... difficult. <laughs> I, I just try and lighten the voice and try and give the... Uh, uh, there are wonderful old women in this, by the way. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, old witchy lady. Hula. There's Frosser. There's, um, there's Gunhild. Gunhild Christlover. Yes, yeah, Chris, Chris Glover, yes, of course. But there's sort of, so you, we, you know, I mean, I love doing those. Uh, the, the elderly ladies. I, my Mrs. Gamp was much admired when I read her. Uh, so uh, I, I do what I feel is right, you know, mm. the, with the character, you know. And you mustn't read reviews, of course. And you mustn't read reviews. No, I read all of them. Oh, exactly, yeah. yes. Oh. Let's face it, I don't do that. Well, no, that's good. I'm sure there's a character that would fit that voice. Yes, anyway, you know. I mean, you have quite a deep voice. That that was pretty high. I don't yes, know well, what anyone's yes, talking yes, about. I scared me, Scarlet. My kiss is coming. That's good. As a six-year-old girl, isn't it? How, how did you do Freydis the Annoying? Oh, yes, yes. I can't remember. You're going to, you know, I've got to go back and, and uh, listen. That's the other thing, of course, but it's, it's a wonderful thing to be get into a, you know, a series. But then after six months, eight months, nine months, you, th- you think, oh, I've got, to, I've got to get the book. I've got to look it up. I've got to listen to it. I've got to uh, uh, remind myself what I did. And, of course, as one gets older, the memory has gone on. <laughs> You were saying just before we started the interview that um, you've done a number of Angus's books. How many how many pages did you reckon, or, or words? It's about six hundred thousand words, and about two thousand pages. <laughs> so I wrote them. That took longer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, not, but yeah, I didn't. I chose to write them. And to I enjoyed most of them. I enjoyed most of those words, pages. Mm, I, I hear there's some very gory bits in there. Yeah, yeah, there's a few sort of uh, bits and pieces of <laughs> bad people flying around. People talk about my goriness a bit, but I think, I mean, it just describes what happened, really. If you're living in an ancient society and there's a battle involving great big lumps of metal and blades and things, it's going to get messy. Mm. Where did the inspiration come from for, for this book? This one, well, I, I love North America, so I'm inspired greatly by the landscapes there, although not directly, obviously. And I particularly love the desert around Las Vegas and further 
never eat northeast into Utah and across to the Rockies. So, of course, I've actually started in Chicago as my influence for the first book. But I, I just love the landscape and I love walking around there. And I like it primarily because it's untouched. The desert is exactly as it was 30,000 years ago. Uh, or you certainly get to places, you go to somewhere like Death Valley, drive the car off-road for an hour and then walk for an hour and you're somewhere where no one's been for a month. And it just feels magical and brilliant and I love imagining what we went on there thousands of years before. So it sets me going and I just feel at home and peace in the desert. So um, although the book doesn't actually start off in the desert, book one takes place in the forests, book two is plains and mountains, uh, book three we get to the desert. Um, but that's where it came from, really. It was a landscape-inspired. Um, and then I learned more about the history of the, of the area, and that sort of that, that inspired me a great deal. And adding in the fantasy elements? I quite like the idea that we had a magical past. I know it's not traditional history, but I, I like, you know, a lot of people...